Hello, and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Ryan. I am the uh, Cardboard Samurai out of the uh, Tokyo area of Japan. And I forgot, did, I didn't hear your name. I was, I was listening for Kevin. Did you introduce yourself? I'm Kevin. Yeah, okay. nice to meet everyone. The man who need no name. If you speak his name, you know, he will actually, you know, arrive. He will... It's like Voldemort. There we go. I'm not sure about that, okay. but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you want me to introduce this again? Because, I, again, I kind of forced this on, on Kevin this week. Is that all right? Oh, he's our ideas guy. It's great. I'm just happy to talk about anything that's Pioneer related. So go ahead now. Uh, what do you want to talk about this week? Well, I mean, I, of course, we always we always want to talk about, you know, new sets, new cards and stuff like that. Um, but we're still kind of too early in the metagame to do that. So we're going to put that on hold and hopefully maybe talk about that next week. And today I was uh, thinking of talking about a topic that uh, I've kind of been discussing with some people in chats that, you know, a lot of we have a lot of new players showing up in Discord. And, uh, you know, they're like, well, I'm not sure what deck I should build or something like that. Like, what what, what should I in- invest in and stuff like that? Hmm. And, um, you know, I was I, I've been recommending I'm like, well, you know, you should get into this color because then you can build this deck, this deck and this deck. So what I would like to okay. kind of like focus on today, I'm going to call it meta shifting. Um or a trend, mm-hmm. it's not. It's like at the next level of trans transformational sideboarding. You know, when you have transformational sideboarding, you have your like your main deck does one thing, and you side in a couple cards from your sideboard, and it totally changes the strategy of the deck. This is just more like, you know, you can buy just this color of cards, and you'll be able to make all these decks. So you'll be able to kind of, you know, okay, you know, this strategy that you chose is not doing well this week. Let's try another one. Like that, that sort of thing. That's that's what I was hoping to do today is kind of introduce these color combinations, talk about some of the decks that you can play, um, maybe what cards you might need for it. So this is more to help out um, some of those uh, those uh, people that uh, you know want to get better, want to want to have a gauntlet of, of sorts, you know, but not, don't want to spend too much money, etc. So how does that sound? So fill me in here. Like if, you know, we've talked on the show several times before about what are kind of the core cards, you know, the staple cards yeah, yeah, of yeah. Pioneer. Yeah, the core cards of Pioneer. Are we going to be kind of rehashing that or how is this topic uh, different is uh, what I want to know. Well, see, it, the focus on this is more on the decks that you can play. Um, we're focusing more on the decks, less on the actual core cards that you need. So the core cards, well, we will talk about a couple of the core cards for each color. But uh, we're not going to go over all the staples. We're just talking about what what, what kind of cards uh, would be shared between you know this one strategy in, for example, let's say mono red, and then the other mono red decks. Hmm. So we're kind of that's how I planned it. You know, I want to go into a little bit more. You know, how can I say uh, more specific uh, detail than our our general you know, uh, staple episode, which is like, oh, this is playable, this is playable, this is playable, you need this. But again, I'm focusing more on people saving money and not having to worry about, you know, you know, having to go out and buy every every staple. Um, this is more like, hey, where are you going to start? You know, like, okay, you know, you have you have these cards. Well, here's some other decks you can build. This is what you need for it. This is what you need to invest in. So again, this is just this is a trial. Got so it. Got I've, it. You know, we we're doing this for the first time. So, but uh, let's see how it works okay. out. Yeah, let's give it a shot. All right. So, um, the first thing I wanted to talk about, 
I wanted to go over all the colors in Pioneer uh, or the color combinations that could support multiple decks and strategies. Like, for example, mm-hmm. you know, Naya Winota is pretty much the only Naya deck, you know, that you yeah, can build. Yeah, it's not really a Naya deck. It's a, you know, it, it's, there's a red-white card that's broken, and yeah. we might as well play it with Mondork, so let's end yeah. up in red, white, and green. Yeah. Um, so if I'm trying to bounce off this topic, mm. I think the one that seems most obvious to me is blue-red. Yeah. Um, there are so many good blue-red decks in the format, both historically and right now. Um, that seems like a great place to start for me, is, is what can you kind of build in those colors mm. and what what has a lot of overlap right. i can think of three colors or should i say three decks in that color i mean do you, i'll let you i'll let you talk well, i can a think of bit. four decks yeah well you do too i'll do um, two then no I'm, I'm sure yeah so i you know the big ones i would think of would be phoenix is the top one yeah yeah so phoenix uh, and on top of that i would say blue red control yeah yep that's those are the two so big ones the like narset deck the yeah and so do we want to talk there, like, well, what's the same and what's different, well, or do we want to see what other decks are? Yeah, let's are? see what other decks are, and then talk about all the cards that they share. So so I've been seeing more of, like, a blue-red tempo-ish. Um, people are trying something like, well, well, you know, with Delver or with yeah. the Sprite Dragon. So something a little bit more aggressive, um, sometimes with Delver, sometimes with two-drop creatures. I'm wondering. You know, Ledger Shredder's been a big part yeah, of that. Yeah, I'm wondering... The last one I would say, if I could name one more, would be Blue Red Dragons. Has been uh, not really around, but uh-huh. was at times a popular deck and kind of is like, you know, sitting in the back burner for like, okay, well, once once we get one more card that only cares about dragons is in those colors, it'll have the rest of this support. And you are missing there. one of the OGs, one of the old school uh, decks, uh, Insul. What's, what's the other one? You could play Red Red... Insul, yeah. So that that's not currently been showing up as a deck especially not in those colors yeah yeah it could be there's a world where it could be yeah so yeah see that's that's exactly what i'm talking about you can play that's like five decks that we just mentioned right there and that's only if you have the is it color cards so what cards do they share what which cards would you need um in these i would say consider is probably a big one um Mm. for control and phoenix they have some overlap there uh the lands of course you know, you're going to need your Spire Bluff Canals, your Steam Vents, and, and things like that. What else? What other cards do you think you would need if you were going to build all those Izzet decks? So Expressive Iteration is a yep. huge one. Yep. I think that right off the bat, that is good in pretty much all of them. I almost feel like that's the reason why some of these are a good deck is because that's a really good card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it kind of plays into all of these strategies. As far as overlap, I think Thing in the Ice is really strong and shows yeah. up in many of Control those, but not Phoenix, all. Control and Phoenix, for sure. Uh, Myst- yeah, Mystic, yeah. Uh, Mystical Dispute in the sideboard, definitely. That's a great one. That's in all of those sideboards. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, All of them will have the Mystical Disputes. All of them will have you know, some of your burn spells. I think there's plenty of overlap. It depends a little bit from deck to deck, mm-hmm. but if you've got, you know, like Flame Blast Bolts, if you've got Bone Crusher Giants... There's definitely a fiery input together that, that overlaps those. Maybe fiery yeah, impulse. Yeah, some have fiery well. impulse. Yeah, so so yeah, you could basically if you get those main cards, you know, and then you you would have mm-hmm. to fill them out a little bit. Like you know, if you're playing um, Phoenix, you'll have to buy some Phoenix. That's that is not going to trouble yeah, the other ones. Obviously, or if you know if you're going to play Control, you might need to pick up those Narsets or uh, Collective Defiance or or something like that. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I think that's a good start. All right. Um, should I jump into my my favorite uh, color combination next? Sure. Give me give me your favorite here. Rakdos. Rakdos. Gotcha. Yeah, so we got we got a couple in here. 
Um, I didn't include Mardu, though. I should have. Because I, mean, I could have included Mardu or Jund, but I just went straight like Anvil. You can make an Anvil deck. Um, you know, if you're mm. playing Rakdos, you can do Medrange. And also there's Arcanist, which is, you know, maybe not really favored in the meta right now, but that's another uh, black-red deck that you could play. Can you think of anything True. else that we should add to that? or In black-red specifically? So those are kind of the big ones, is Anvil mid-range i think that you could go back and look at the arcanist decks mm -hmm. or did you already say that i mean yeah i did i did arcanist was my third deck there well so then black red mid-range would be the third one yeah mid-range yeah so those three and like i said if you wanted to splash a third color if you had the cards you could do jund um food or something like that which is kind of just a another take on anvil or mm -hmm. um you could also do the uh uh marta grease fang would be another version yes but uh but yeah, but that's just if you added the white. Um, so what cards, if people were going to be building Rakdos decks, what cards would you say they share? Hmm. Um, I would say Thoughtseize yep. is a huge one. Yep. I would say Kroxa is mm -hmm, the other big one. Mm -hmm. You know, get those, get your fatal pushes. And then the land base is going to be another huge yeah. one. I, you know, we didn't really say that for blue-red, but I think that all of those you know, make up a pretty significant portion of the price of a lot of these yeah. lists, and there's a lot of overlap. And, and, so, you know, get a couple of the man lands, get some of, you know, as many of your duels as you can. Exactly. So I, I don't want to look at how much Spire Bluff can cost right I now. I'm sure it's like $25. For, for black, we're going to look at um, Blood Crypts, which I think have been creeping up a little bit. Uh, we were looking at Blood, was it uh, Blightstep? Blightstep Pathway is another big one, mm -hmm. and it's a Haunted Ridge. Is one of the new ones I think from uh, uh, what was it Midnight Hunt as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so those those are the lands you're probably gonna need. Uh, I'm trying to think what other black cards would we need in that deck. I mean, if you're gonna be playing mid range, I think you're still probably gonna need Calatus. Calatus. I'm not sure if Calatus shows up in Arcanist or not. I don't think it shows up in Anvil. No, not really. Uh, what else? Uh, I was also considering maybe Dreadbore. Usually that's like a one or two of in those kind of decks, I think. Just some uh, removal for... Yeah, that's really walkers. good. You know, That's kind of become the best of the two-drop removal because there are decks like the... Um, like blue-white control that you really need to be able mm -hmm. to hit the... Um, yeah, so that's a good one. Uh, that covers a lot of it. You know, Fable of the Mirror Breaker has been popping up a yeah, lot of them. Yeah. I think that one's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe that one's not specifically in all of the mm. black-red, but it's in a lot of the red X. Yeah, so... Yeah, red's just a great color in Pioneer. Like in Marta Grease Fang, for example, in that mid-range. Um, next color. I have a couple more. Um, do you want to choose the next uh, color combination? Uh, how about... Well, I'm trying to think of ones that have more than one deck. You know, like, I, I was going to say, oh, blue-white's really popular. Yeah, yeah. There's not... There are. Yeah, we could... There's three decks. Okay, what do you got for blue-white? I mean, Spirits, maybe? Yeah. But not really? Yeah, I would say Spirits <laughs> is in there. Um... I would say that's like the third by far most popular form of spirits, you know, compared to Bant and Mono Blue. You know, I mean, I mean, I was also going to say you can get that in a Challenger deck as well, so you can get a lot of those pieces that you need. Um, that's true. Uh, but yeah, Insul, of course, uh, most popular. Sorry, sorry, not, sorry. I said Insul, um, but yeah, Insul is another one uh, that's the more popular of the uh, Insul decks. Um, yes, and then of course uh, Blue White Control. Those are the three big ones, yep. I think. The problem is, I don't know, what what do they share together? The lands, of course. <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah, there's a bit of the lands. 
Um, I probably where I would more see it is that if you're looking at blue white control mm-hmm. as a list, you know, as one of the top tier decks usually, and you're looking at what's in that deck. I think that there's other decks that run some of those cards. Mm-hmm. Like you could be looking more at like the Jeskai Planeswalkers decks. Yeah. You could yeah. be looking at a little bit of Niv Mizzet. You could be looking at a little bit of you know some of those other bigger decks that will play something like a Teferi that makes it worth investing into it, as well as playing a lot of the same removal. You know the marches, the yeah. Supreme Verdicts. Yeah. A lot of the like you know Jeskai Fires deck would love to have all of those at the same time. Yeah. And and again, that's that's like the whole point of this podcast this week is just like I want to have people in the position to be able to kind of shift their decks, you know, if they want to take mm-hmm. it to the next level or if they want to try something different. The lands are honestly, and we've said this before, are probably like the most restrictive part um, just because of costs and stuff like that. For example, like Anvil is like all uncommons and commons pretty much, except for Kuroks yeah. So, you know, you could build most of that rather cheaply, but those lands are going to set you back like $100 or so. But if you get that and you have that, you can make all these decks with it. And that's what I, you know, want to want to talk about. Um, but yeah, Azorius, we get lands. Uh, I would say Portable Hole, probably see some play in, uh, in some of those. And of course, Mystical Dispute, again, would be another sideboard card that sees play in all those. Uh, true, but true. otherwise, I'm not sure. I don't think, you know, you, you would have to get your champ, your, um, not champion, Emperors. You know, if you're going to play the Control deck or... You know, your Absorbs, or you'd have to get your Supreme Verdicts. Um, if you're going to be playing the Insul deck, yeah. you know, you'd have to get, like, your Insul Artifact, of course. Um, I don't know if there's anything too expensive, though, in Insul other than, like, the lands. Is there? You know, water the Black Staff of Waterdeep's not that expensive. Um, Ingenious Smith's yeah. not that expensive. The lands would be the big thing yeah. I'm thinking of. Let me, let me see if I can pull up a list that's recent. You know, I'm not always looking at budget mm-hmm. when i'm building decks brewing decks talking about decks so let me see uh you know it's also been a while since that's been a popular deck. yeah yeah it's not even on like on the mtg goldfish page let me see if it's on the playing pioneer page yeah i mean i know i know that you know it showed up at the um the top eight of that got a pioneer a couple weeks back you know and they had yeah but was that before the um, that was the before new the new season yeah yeah um, so yeah, I think I think that's part of in Soul is actually probably going to be like a good budget option. It's like you have the lands already from playing uh, Control, and then you could mm-hmm. spend like I don't know thirty bucks and then make the in Soul deck as well and just keep on using your same land base or not, not same land base, most of the lands. Uh, Spirits probably going to be a little bit cheap. I, I would say just because you know a lot again a lot of uncommons and un- or commons like the Imperian Eagle if you're playing that or the Watcher of the Spheres. Um, those are really cheap. I would say that the other stuff, they're starting to creep up, you know, like the mausoleum. So amount of confluences. Yeah. Lands, lands can be there. If you're yeah. playing one, uh, you, you know what? One of the most expensive cards in the, uh, the blue, white and soul deck is, is that one of shadow spear. Yeah. <laughs> Play modern. You don't need it, but, but yeah, that's super yeah. cheap. So, and, but that's what I like. That's what I like. You know, that you can kind of go that other route if you want to, if you choose Azorius is your color. Um, let's hit up an, an easy one. Let's talk about mono red. I think okay. there's a couple different mono red decks. Um, first off, I would say is burn. You know, yeah. you can just play straight burn. Um, aggro, just like more of the aggro, it's kind of like a, a little bit more creatures than the burn deck. And then I would say that mono red, uh, like big red, you know, with like the four mana Chandras and like chain whirlers is kind of still there. Maybe not a uh, good meta choice now, but what do you think? 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. Those are all sort of facets of the same deck. You know, it just kind of depends on how low you're going, whether you're going to things yeah. like Torbran, whether you're going for Chain Whirler, mm-hmm, the four mm-hmm. mana Chandra versus the three mana one, versus running more of the Eidolon effects, running more of the prowess creatures. You can kind of go both ways with that. I, you know, I kind of like something right in the middle there where you're playing, you know, maybe the address to kill, yeah. but not even the big Chandra on the main deck. See, uh, and that, that's what's had some success recently. I think Mono Red is like just the perfect example of this topic. It's like you can totally shift your deck, you know, if that your super fast um you know hyper aggro decks are getting hated out i don't know because of too many black decks running fatal push or something like that go a little bit bigger you know play those chain whirlers um i would say chandra dress to kill is more for those hyper aggro decks so like if you wanted mm-hmm. to go the other way yeah you would need those torch of defiances and i guess let, yeah let's jump into like what red cards kind of are shared between all of these so we talked about chandra I was do say- you want to go in at all about like you know when you would pick a certain one, like you were kind of saying, yeah, we you know, could talk if you're about for that. playing like a blue red deck, you, I guess it's, you know, it's meta dependent. Like if you're seeing that you're, everyone you're playing doesn't have much life gain, but they've got turn three sweepers, you know, yeah. they're, they're a red, blue red deck. They've got five anger of the God like effects. Mm. Um, maybe it's better to go with burn spells, you know, each yeah. card, they're going to get a one for one and then you're going to deal them four to the face every time. Yeah. So th- that seems like, yeah, you can go lower if they're, uh, maybe you can go bigger if the creatures aren't getting hated out or if it's slower. Yeah, if so it's a slower metagame, you go with the big red that. route. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the key cards that you would need if you're going to be playing any mono red deck, I think Soul Scar Mage is number one. That'll see play in like Yeah, Prowess creatures, they're huge. Um, I would say Chandra Torch of Defiance is either going to be in the sideboard of the hyper aggro decks or it's going to be like main board in the uh, uh, mid range type decks. That's about right. I think Chandra Dress to Kill might be slightly better positioned. Mm-hmm. At least that's what, uh, you know, I follow um, Island Go Sane mm-hmm. and his uh, Sambog a lot. Pro, got into the Pro Tour with this mono red deck. Mm-hmm. And he's often saying that, like, you know, against decks like the Blue White Control, the Chandra Dress to Kill is better than mm-hmm. the Chandra Torture Defiance, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might as well have the more aggressive option yeah. there. So it, it depends on what you're playing against. You know, Chandra Torture Defiance kills X4s, like thing in the ice or maybe winota but it's not great against winota Mm -hmm. so it's kind of dependent on what you're seeing in the meta you know there's a lot of maybe big green creatures yeah chandra torch of defiance might be great but otherwise you want dress to kill okay Um, and they're both uh comparable in price i want to say maybe chandra's dress to kill is a little bit more expensive you want to add any other cards to the list i have a couple more i can name but uh lands are a big one you know den of the bugbears those i'm surprised in paper are not that expensive because online they're absurd um yeah idol of the great revel is a great one just because it's kind of the best of that effect against the is Eidol- combo decks yeah. yeah i guess you're gonna play idol in a lot of these right yeah yeah unless if you're on like an obosh version mm-hmm. like th- that's also a way you can go mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you've got actually a lot of flexibility in the burn spells you know like light of the stage shows up in all of them but that's a very cheap card mm-hmm. um Play with fire is usually the best one mana burn spell, but you could have more one mana burn spells like Wizard Lightning. Yep. You can have Skewer the Critics. Yep. You can uh, go a lot of ways yeah. with it. Uh, bone Crusher Giant. Uh, Kumano is another great one. Yeah, Bone Crusher Giant is another, another uh, core one. That one. You really need to play for that. Um, but yeah, you're you're saying Kumano. Yeah, Kumano. That's mostly in the burn and aggro decks, I would say. But it's it's a great. Card yeah, but it, it is a solid one. Um, I was gonna say, what about like the no life gain effects? I I want to say either what, what what was it, the uh, rampaging Frostodon or uh, what's the two mana enchantments? Roiling Vortex yeah. is still a very good card for the sideboard. Um, you can should... probably run both. Yeah. Even. Yeah. So those are two good, good two good cards to have 
if you're playing that. And again, yeah, the most versatile color is probably going to be mono red as far as like the types of threats, the types of decks that you can make. Um, very good. Well, would it be too bold to say that red is probably the best color in Pioneer? You know, if I'm looking at, you know, both mono and red has yeah. some of the, you know, th- there's a lot of mono red decks, like we were just saying, but it's mm-hmm. also probably the best two color combinations, you know, black, red, mm-hmm. red, black, or uh, sorry, red, black, red, blue. Ah. Uh, red, green doesn't show up that much, but there's not a lot of good two color green combinations. Mm-hmm. And kind of same with, you know, red, white has shown up in a lot of times historically, yeah. not quite as much right now. Yeah. We used to have, you know, red, white, burn with Luris. We used yep, to yep. have the Boros Heroic. Yep. We used to have a handful of things that, yeah. that would fit into that category. I did not have Boros on my list this time because, again, Luris is gone we, and Heroic's not that good. So, but uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I would say red is, is really versatile. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the best, but I would say it's very versatile. I'm going to say it's the best. Okay. I'm making the bold claims. There we go. There we go. <laughs> How would you rank the rest of them if you had to? Uh, the rest Good of the decks, you mean? Oh, rest of the, the uh, colors. Color combinations? I mean, I have a couple So here, let, let me through. make it even better. So if you're looking, no, I'm just, you know, yeah. kind of making a side topic here is if you had to look at how the color fits into two color combinations mm-hmm. in Pioneer, how would you rank red, blue, green, white? Uh, I would say <laughs> white is up there, especially with all the new cards that we got, like the Path of Otherworldly Lights and the Portable Holes recently. I think a lot of, hmm. a lot more. Uh, strategies are using white now than before. It was really bad. You go back like what three or four seasons, and white was really really bad. And that's when like so like white green, white black doesn't show up much, but like white blue mm-hmm. certainly, white red. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Mardu is you get a lot of the splashes now. Esper's another one uh, that's been showing up recently. Uh, so I like white. Um, yeah, red I could say. I guess red's number one, but yeah, black. Black also is really good. Uh, I was saying black's probably one of the lower ones. Really, you know, black red's really good, but like blue black is not okay. in the format at all. Blue green is not in the format, or sorry, uh, black green is really not in the format at all. Black white is not particularly no, in the format at all. Really. Like now that we don't have auras, mm-hmm. um, so you kind of just have black red, I mean, and that's kind of powered by red. We have auras, it's just not that good. Yeah. Yeah, without Luris, so you can still play it. But so maybe green slightly beats out black. So I'm going to go red, white, blue, green, black. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Off topic, but you know that that seemed like a fun question to to think through. So you did mention Orzov there and maybe we should just talk about some of the decks that are available in Orzov. Uh Oras again, you could build it if you want um i would say vampires is kind of vampires is certainly one yeah it's been a little while since vampires has been popular Uh, it's also possible that yeah people still play it it also might be branching out in other colors you know we were seeing it in well we were seeing that white splash for a little while Mm -hmm. we're we're now looking at some red or maybe even blue Mm -hmm. i would say that i don't know vampires is kind of like the merfolk of uh pioneer people are always going to play i want you to go Say more. I, I want to hear more on that. But you know how like people like play like Merfolk and Modern, and it's like it's never the best deck, but people play it anyways just because it's like their favorite tribe or whatever. So I, I would hmm. say like Vampires is kind of the same way. You know, people have you know the the cards already. They like the the, the tribe, and you know you're always going to get interesting and new stuff for it. So yeah, 
That's interesting. I would maybe say I think of more like mono black or something in that kind of role mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe it can take some people by surprise, but it's kind of the most face up game plan you can have mm-hmm. in some ways. And, uh, you know, not usually in meta. I, I feel like just because vampires for me is a lot more of a meta call deck mm. because it's like, oh, Life I game. know my meta is super huge on is it Phoenix? I'm going to play a ton of vampires mm-hmm. because I know that I'm just going to, you know, get rid of their hand and exile a graveyard, mm. um, things like that. So I, I think that there's times where I really like vampires and it's not this current meta, mm-hmm. uh, but it's more of a meta dependent deck for me than it's one that people just jam into anything. Um, the other Orzov deck, I would say, is Humans. Again, it hasn't seen play for a couple of seasons, but it's another deck that you could play. And it's not bad. I think it's showing up, showing up on Explorer just because they don't have a lot of the uh, the other Pioneer cards to be able to do, like, five color yet. But, uh, again, you know, if you, if you do choose Orzov, those are, like, some of the three, you know, uh, like, three decks that you could go with. And... Yeah, again, they share their lands. If you have the lands, that's fine. You, you got your thought seizes. You got your fatal pushes in there. Um, I don't know what other cards would they share. Uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, I think that's about it. Not too it. many yeah. actual like black and white colored cards. Mm. Yeah, that, that's kind of the awkward part. Is there some good black cards and some good white cards? There's not a lot of good black white cards. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Oath of Kai has been showing up at all yeah. recently. Yeah. I got one more color combination I think we can talk about, and unless you have some other ones that you thought shared multiple decks, and my final no, one go right ahead. is Mono Green. Hmm. I think Mono Green has a couple different ways to build it. Uh, we have the, uh, of course, Planeswalker Devotion deck, um, which yes. it, you know is is playing like your Karns and your Vivians and your uh, Nissas and stuff, and also the. Um, what, what's the Storm the Festival is the new card, the fun card. That's the Canister version, I believe. And, uh, yeah, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely the version that's most popular by far right now to almost the point where the other versions have been all but hated yeah. out. So um, I'm interested to see, you know, I like other versions of Mono Green, and I think there's been times where they've been worth trying. But You want to talk about in it? In kind of a way where... Like Stompy? Yeah, or? yeah, I think that, yeah, you know, more of the Stompy builds of them um, just haven't been popular recently, but mm-hmm. I don't mind versions that have things like... You know, the Ronuses or the Vivians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the, um, you know, we're, we haven't seen stuff like Yorvo or yeah. the Great Henge recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's kind of that other way to go with things. And, I, you know, maybe we can find a spot for those, but I, that's definitely currently not where we're seeing things. I have seen some people picking up Eldrazi Mono Green again as well. Um, not as much, but that would be another strategy that you could focus on if you had those cards. I mean, I would not go out and say buy four Ulamogs for their current price. No way. But um, mm-hmm. you know, if you have the cards already, you, you could build that. Uh, but as far as cards that you know share, uh, sorry, cards that are shared in this um, this color, I would say Nykthos, uh Shrine to the Nyx is a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, the lands will always be a yeah. big part of that. I think that the elves, yep. you know, they're no money, but they're they're an important part of it. After that, it, it does get a little bit tough. Um, I do feel that the um vivian would be the giant what's the uh, old growth troll has kind of become the de facto best three drop Mm -hmm, just because mm -hmm. getting rid of it often ramps you anyways especially with nykthos builds of things uh but you know this is not in every build vivian i would say is not in every build karn isn't in every i mean vivian's not in the current build like the most important but the 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 current tier one build depends that's one of the best decks in the format you can build it it is not at all in that deck 
you can't though like it, it, there's not a lot of wiggle room in that list mm. um so in a way there, there's really not so that one doesn't see play in the current build well so i'm just i, I can't I'm just say saying, that it's I'm, for sure i'm not saying it's the best build but i'm saying you can build it that way again we're talking about meta shifts if that version gets hated out and you know in, in the sideboard in the canister one is like all uh artifacts and stuff right like you're just grabbing stuff with karn and bringing it into play whereas like a vivian based one would be like all creatures so there okay l- let me let me say one thing because i have seen that deck I-, I remember you know that was that that had some popularity you know we've mm-hmm. gotten some five o's was showing up with a, i want to say mist cutter hydra mm-hmm, like in the mm-hmm. main board yeah exactly. please don't do that i've had this rant before but please please <laughs> don't put um you know oh, 14 wish targets for vivian in your sideboard yeah. because that's a terrible plan you're never gonna get you this. ultimate her in one Ooh. out of every 10 games and 10 out of those 10 games you're grabbing ulamog mm-hmm. so you know if you're already plussing her you know the kind of situation where you'd be able to be like oh i want to grab a terrascue just grab ulamog like you're either you've got something better you can do with the minus mm-hmm. you've got something better you can do with the plus or if you're at such a bored state where you just need to get through or answer something, you're always going to be grabbing Ulamog. I don't think you need to dedicate more than one, maybe two sideboard slots for wish targets for Vivian. Would, I, I really don't think would so. Would you say the new, uh, or sorry, not the new, the, the Cavalier um, is uh, a staple now? In- that's, that's a fair one. Yeah, there definitely are builds that wouldn't run it, but I think that it's the best of the five drop creatures uh, just because of what it does, you know, ramping you. Being able to block flyers, mm-hmm. which is very important right now, and uh, like if seeing Gargaroth yeah. kind of drop off a little bit, you know, it's still in yeah. There, Gargaroth but... feels like more of a sideboard card mm-hmm. and not great in a lot of metas, just because most decks that it would be good against normally mm-hmm. would get things like um, what is it called that the the one that puts it on top of the library. Uh, it's a green card. Ether oh. Gust. Oh, Aether yeah, Gust. yeah, 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 yeah. The blue card. Yeah, the mm-hmm. kind of decks where Gargoth would be good tend to sideboard in Aether Gust, so it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are there any other cards? Uh, how about Oath of Nyssa? You know, in mono green. That's fair. Um, I have now recently been seeing it in most versions. It's not in the more stompy versions, mm-hmm. especially if they were still running Coco. Mm-hmm. That's actually where I wouldn't mind going after this, is that I feel like a lot of the co-collected company decks do share some cards, even if it's kind of just collected company. I, you know, maybe, maybe not, mm. you know, if we're looking at... But I think that if you picked up, like, collected company, Skyclave, Green White yeah. Lands, that gets you 70% there to uh, three or four different decks. <laughs> you could go Angels from there, you could go Spirits from there, you could go Humans from there. Winota. You no. could go, you know, none of the above yeah. from there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is pretty much the big ones. Again, I think a lot of the other color combinations, they're just kind of like one-offs. They're not really, you, know, you have to go in, all in. Like, for example, like we said with Winota, if you want to play Winota, you're not going to be able to use a lot of those cards in other other uh, strategies. Um, yeah. I would say if you can afford Niv-Mizzet decks, then go ahead and build your Omnath decks and your Disguise Ascendancy decks as well. I mean, usually they play all three of those win conditions anyways, right? But uh, Maybe. Yeah, that that's kind of, you know, that that's a specific deck that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is there Are there any other decks you can think of? Or sorry, any other uh, colors you can think of that share multiple archetypes? Let me just quick look at a magic oh. card here and I'll... <laughs> 
see the back of the wheel. Yeah. I'm like, if you do have the, you know, that one, that one. If you do have the five color mana base, you could also do humans. Yeah, that's a very different yeah. five color mana base, though. That's mana confluences, mm. which are really kind of a must have for that deck. Yeah. Uh, and those don't always show up in the other ones. And plus, it's you know, it's the creature lands with yeah. you know, the unclaimed territories, true, which true. I don't think are expensive, but they're more specific to that. They're not going to help you cast a Niv Mizzet. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, I can't think of anything else. Let's move on to the next topic, if that's okay. I got a couple more questions for you, sure, and then yeah. you know, we can go on our ways. Um, so, yeah, we went over all these different colors, and we kind of talked about this a little bit already, but which which deck is the best from each of these color combinations? So, you know, for example, in Is It, would you say Phoenix is the current best one, or would you say it's Control? Like, uh, You know, that's a tough question. I still like Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Control, you know, me and me, this is the time to shout out, you know, playing Pioneer every week, we put out a tier list, mm-hmm. um, and you and I are both kind of in that conversation. And I was pushing against when we put the Control version all the way up in S tier. Mm-hmm. It was showing up in a lot of top tournaments, mm. but it did seem like a little bit more of a flash in the pan. They couldn't quite figure out the list mm-hmm. and not everyone had figured out how to beat it. And I feel like it's gone back down in popularity, whereas Phoenix kind of just stayed near the top. Yeah. Um, so I will say right this second Phoenix, but I do like the, is a control deck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've seen them both like and, in similar amounts. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And we may see something else show up too. Uh, mono green, uh, the canister list, de facto best one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how about Azorius? Uh, you know, I think blue white. Probably the question there would be whether or not Yorian or not Yorian. Uh, in control, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, but just the control list probably is the de facto best. It is. Yes, I would say. Uh, mono red. Which which version do you like the best out of that one? Like I said, something uh, not fully burn. I still like a lot of creatures, but more on the aggro side okay. than on the mid-range side. So aggro you side. Know, I don't want any glory bringers right now. Yeah, okay. Um, Rakdos, what do you like at the top there? I like true mid-range. I think yeah? that's a great deck in the spot right okay. now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then um, I guess we could say Orzhov, even though. I'm, Orzhov, I'll say Vampires, probably, is the best out of the... Yeah, I think that's the only thing I could think of that's, that really It's fits. really worth it. Unless you're talking about, like... You know, the Grease Fang decks, if you're counting them. Yeah, the Grease Fang uh, decks, but like, I would say white. like the Grease Fang decks, or other than the core cards, you know, like of Parhelion and, you know, Grease Fang, uh, they're very different because the red version uses the Fable um, to, you know, Fable the, the Mirror Breaker to, to discard cards and, um, you know, has like stuff like, you know, Dreadborn the sideboard, whereas the... Um, uh, Esper version is using, I think, like Tygam Scheming or uh, what? What's the other um, flashback one? The new one, the Faithless Looting. Uh, Faithless Men- Looting. Or Faithless Mending. Yeah, or faithful or something. Mending. Yes. Yeah, something faithful like that. Mending. Yeah. So they have that side. Yeah. Of so stuff. it's actually a really interesting list in that it does kind of feel like there's a lot of different ways to build it, mm-hmm. and that if you've got that core of the Parhelions and the Grease Fang, and you know, like usually can't stay away. Mm-hmm. I feel like is most of them, but that becomes more pricey. A lot of the rest of it had... can change. Yeah, but yeah. So like the blue, you have to switch the land. Like the base. blue versions can kind of look more like what the Phoenix deck does because mm-hmm. you know they're casting their considers and their chart of courses. The black red version looks a lot like the black red mid range. Yeah, version exactly. Because they've got you know the the cards that make blood. They mm-hmm. might even have Kroxa. Yeah. Um, and then the what, what's kind of oh. their combination? Oh, you know stuff like that Maru, reminds me and. Or, 
or, or even the Esper ones can look almost more like a control deck. You know, I've seen it with the Deferis mm. and the control spells, the sweepers that uh, a blue-white version would have. So that's kind of one of those where, like, if you've got that core of the Grease Fang, mm-hmm. you can kind of... And you've got other decks that are Pioneer. Yeah. You can kind of mix and match to make a couple decks yeah. here, the way that we're talking about Like, it. I have... I probably have the mana base for uh, an Abzan version. I do not have mm-hmm. the the Esper version mana base because I think I've said this before. Like the Hengate Pathways were like twenty two hundred yen. It's like twenty bucks a piece here. Um, oh yeah. So like and that and like all the other stuff that you need. I'm just I'm not going to spend all the money on blue cards. I hate blue cards. So <laughs> <laughs> understood. Understood. Okay. So play I the Mardu version them, or something. But you know they have to be like really good for me to 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 like them. Hey, you have to do something. Play the Mardu one. Yeah. That, that one's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Blood Tithe Harvester, Fable, they're great cards. But yeah, these, those, so basically I wanted to bring up what's the best deck because that's kind of like a good starting point. You know, if you are going to be building these, uh, you know, colors in the future, start with that deck and then build towards those other ones. So again, you can just kind of shift depending on the meta uh, to, you mm-hmm. know, that other deck. And, you know, again, it, it helps. I guess we should, this should move into my, uh, my, my final question here. Actually, almost final. Uh, but mostly final question, what are the benefits to having multiple decks? You know, like if you choose that one starting one, that's the best one. And then like, for example, you, bu- you buy a Phoenix and then you build into Control or Insul. What's the benefit of having multiple um, decks that you can play? Like, what would you say is one benefit of, of having multiple choices uh, for a tournament? You know, meta flexibility, I think, is a big thing. It, it depends on what you're looking at. It. Are you looking at it as, hey, I have multiple decks so I can put together something fun for my FNM? Um, I also think that if you're looking at it at an FNM level, it's like, you know, I don't want to be the guy who's playing this specific deck every mm-hmm, single week. Mm-hmm. And people know that if people don't like it, they might not want to play against it. So if you're like, okay, well, this week I'm bringing black red. Next week I'm bringing anvil. You know, yeah. next week I'm bringing Arcanist. a black red blue brew. Yeah, yeah, playing, yeah, yeah. Something like Arcanist. Yeah. Um. So that kind of flexibility is nice. If you're looking at it from a tournament setting, it is more like, hey, I feel like this is more adapt to the current meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can be driving down to a tournament and have three of your friends going over and being like, no, I think that this version of the deck is better. I think this one's strong i don't think anyone's expecting mm-hmm. you know vivian maybe we're gonna be able to take people's prize with that uh so that's where there's some strength in that kind of flexibility i would say it can kind of help you improve your skills too just because you're, if you're playing different decks you're learning more decks that you would face in the metagame learning how they how they work and stuff like that um mm-hmm. and maybe this is kind of similar or kind of connected to that topic would you say you know that it's easier to pick up other decks in your color um, than, you know, totally changing colors. You know, for example, like going from a Anvil deck to a Black-Red mid-range deck is going to be easier than going from an Anvil deck to Blue-White Control. Uh, I think it depends. You know, I I don't have a great position to say that because I kind of play everything yeah. in format. <laughs> uh, so I don't feel like I'd be like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that deck. You know, if I've played it, I'm probably not uncomfortable with mm-hmm. it. So I, I don't have a, you know... What do you think? Do you think it's a lot harder to pick up a blue deck that you're unfamiliar with compared to picking For me, up you know, like a ramp I deck? I wouldn't say it's hard to pick up, but it does take time to learn the lines. And I think if you're playing the same colors, you're going to have a lot of the same lines. Like if you're playing Burn or Aggro or Big Red, you're going to have a lot of similar lines there that, you know, it won't be hard to kind of adjust your gameplay. Um, you don't have to really think too differently. Um, and I would say like Anvil and Midrange, like you're still going to have at, thought at the same time. What's up? At the same time, I feel like, you know, if you're red burn mm-hmm. versus your big red, 
that really the biggest thing there is going to be sideboarding mm-hmm. is like hey you know if i'm sideboarding against phoenix it's a big red deck you're probably going to turn into the control deck mm-hmm. you're going to try and kill everything they play and maybe be able to outvalue yeah. them whereas if you're the burn deck you're like okay i can't bring in chandra torture defiance because i don't want to be casting four drops i want to win by turn three mm-hmm. or not at all so there's kind of a uh you know that that's the like are you who's the control deck in the form mm-hmm. in the in the matchup and that will really depend when you're looking at these different kind of lists. Well, for example, like in Rakdos, you're going to be playing Thoughtseize. And knowing what cards to take sure. um, with your Thoughtseize is going to be key. And you're going to have that choice in every Rakdos stack that you're playing. Either it be Anvil, Midrange, or Arcanist. So, hey, what are you naming Turn 1 Blind with your Kapal Therapy? <laughs> yeah, what? Huh? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. Another benefit, I would say, is saving money. Like I said, that's kind of one of the things with the with the cards. The staples getting a little bit more pricey. Um, you don't want to have to go out and buy all those staples that, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes. But, you know, if you just buy yeah. a couple of these, you know, th- this is something you could play. And, I mean, having the same deck all the time, yes, it saves you money, but it can also get boring. And I know some people, you know, hate it when, like, you know, oh, everyone's playing Winota and all I have is this mono red deck or something like that. And they know how to play against it. Well, you know, let's try to build these other decks. You know what I mean? Have Having that ability is is really nice. It, it makes, I would say it makes your experience a little bit more fun to have these other decks to try to keep things fresh to, so you can continue to enjoy Pioneer. Um, But yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, can you think of any other benefits? Or do you want to take a... Nope, that sounds good. Do you want to take a quick look um, at some... Uh, Shadows of New Capenna results, or do you want to save that for next time? I think we're going to wait on that. I okay. think that we've been talking that we'd like to do that for next week. You know, this last weekend, there was the the, the Mana Traders series, mm-hmm. but they were still not including uh, Shadows of New Capenna card because of card availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that next week is really where we'll start to see the results, uh, what we've been seeing from, you know, from leagues this week, what we've mm-hmm. been seeing from league results, and that'll give us a lot more data than trying to do it right now. I got some small Japanese tournament results I can share. Yeah, those, those are what we really <laughs> value higher than anything yes, else. Yes, the most important. Especially if you were there, then you know that yeah. we, uh, they were taken down by a spike. There we go. <laughs> All right, uh, that, that's going to bring it towards the end of our show here. So, guys, hopefully you all enjoy listening to this content. If you aren't already, please follow us on Twitter. That's the best place to stay in contact with us, at MTG Pioneer on Twitter. You can also find a link to our Discord there if you want to be more in touch. If you have any comments in the show, want some behind-the-scenes knowledge, go ahead and join our Discord. There's a lot of great players there that discuss uh, Pioneer. You can also find Ryan. Oh, yeah, you guys can find me on... Uh on twitter at yo japan hobbyist and i do want to give a shout out to the untap open leagues who's been working with us in uh, posting our content so uh, we've we've been long time uh members of of their community on discord uh playing pioneer before it was pioneer and whatnot so i want to give a shout out to them mm-hmm. um yeah that's it i mean was there anything else you wanted to say about untap or nope uh sounds good yeah well, you know, we can shout out if they have a tournament starting anytime soon, yeah. but uh, that's going to be it. So this is bringing us to the end of our episode. We are the First Pioneers Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online. Your first Pioneers are shifting out.